you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Week three of the preseason kicks off tomorrow night. Live on NFL Network, we'll see Trevor Lawrence this week and Mac Jones, Justin Fields one last time before the regular season kicks off. There are some gigs that need to be decided. Final roster cuts, all of that decisions to be made on depth charts. And welcome to GMFB. It's August 26th. My name's Kay Adams, Peter Schrager. Kyle, Brandt, and the farewell tour of one Nick Burleson continues. What's up, Kay Adams? Hello, how are we doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. It's good yeah. to see you. Sinking into you, Nate? You, you probably did your last whiteboard Wednesday yesterday, yeah. so it'll probably be your last throw on Thursday. How's it feel? The whiteboard Wednesday really got me. <laughs> Two Lassie, shows left. Lassie really left. got you? Two shows left. Yeah. I don't I don't see it as goodbye, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I'm an emotional guy, but um, it's, it's more of a I'll see you later. Mm-hmm. I think people are going to see me more often than they think. We hope so. Yeah. And hasta luego, if you will. And we hit... <gasps> The lead block. Let's go. The Patriots and Giants, they're holding joint practices ahead of their preseason game on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern right here on NFL Network. Coach Judge, Coach Belichick, obviously lots of familiarity between the two of those two as they chatted up. They know each other from Judge's time in New England. The story yesterday was Patriots rookie Mac Jones. So Cam's away from the team. There was a misunderstanding of the COVID-19 protocol. It was taking... you know, a long time to get him back on the field. Five days, he'll be missing. So this guy, number 10, Mac Jones taking first team reps. Mike Giardi saying he diced up the Giants defense. <laughs> yeah, he just lit up the practice field. Cam is expected to be back with the team, though, today. The question here, and as we heard Belichick speak about it yesterday, it's quite an opportunity for Mac Jones. Could he start for the Pats week one? Can't say no right now. I, I can't sit here and say no because you mentioned the Giardi thing. The the Mac Jones enthusiasts in the media right now are on one. I mean, the, the tweets and the accounts from Mac Jones to practice, and it's it's Giardi and Tom Curran went huge, and Mike Reese and all these people who know the Patriots. It's like Steve Jobs is here, and he just introduced a new, a new product. Like, they, they, they're glowing about Mac Jones. And I have to say, yeah, because... I don't know if Bill Belichick can count on Cam Newton in multiple different ways. Let's think about it this way. Let's try to get in Belichick's head. Last year was one of the worst seasons of his career. Last year, his season was completely derailed by COVID. First with the opt-outs and losing meaningful players. And then the starting quarterback gets COVID and is never the same. They had a thing going last year. They did. Early on, they had it going, and COVID completely messed them up. So is Bill Belichick now going to go and say, well, I have a quarterback who's unvaccinated, who, you know, based on the rules that were given by the league, might run into this again. What if it happens during Bill's week? What if it happens during a massive game and I can't count on this guy? That's not the Bill Belichick that I know. And as far as can, I personally can't wrap my head around the idea that he saw his career flash before his eyes last year because he got COVID, decided not to get vaccinated for whatever reasons he has, and now it's happening again. There's ramifications here. If Mac Jones gets this job, Cam Newton might be done. And I'm talking for his career. We may never see him play again. And uh, based on what I'm seeing from Mac and what I'm hearing and the glowing and the, the, the amount that, that Cam can't be counted on by Belichick, it might be the right choice too. No, there was definite frustration out of Patriots camp, and you could feel it through, A, the comments Bill Belichick made yesterday when they asked if it was an opportunity for Mac uh, to do something. He said, it is. Mm -hmm. And then, B, to Kyle's point, 
the local media there, these are not just like, all right, I'm gonna do a year in New England. Like Tom Curran you mentioned, Mike Reese you mentioned, the, it, Mike Giardi, these guys are there every day for decades. And all of them in unison are like, well, Mac lit it up today. And the current say like it's over? They're not going on these limbs and they're not taking us to that point if they don't know something from the inside. I think this Cam Newton, five days away, might have closed the door for Cam Newton. Wow. I think that for Belichick, availability is the most important thing, consistency. And, and to be honest, you make $20 million a year as a starting quarterback of the New England Patriots, mm. and I feel like Belichick's probably thinking, for that $20 million, I need you to be the leader, and I need you to be available, and mm. he's not. Mm-hmm. And if this was a one-sided competition, and Cam was blowing Mac Jones out of the water every single day in practice, and the team was like, okay, we we have our clear number one, I think this would be a different story. The truth of the matter was, it was close enough. I, I'm saying it in past tense. The way I'm hearing it, yeah. the way I'm seeing it, I think Mac Jones could be starting week one for the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. And last week, after the Thursday night performance that Cam Newton looked great against the Eagles, mm-hmm. I said, I think Cam Newton's starting week one. I think this <laughs> right. made that big of a difference. Do your job is their biggest mantra up there. And in this case... Cam Newton, whether you have thoughts on the policy or not, knew the rules, they knew the rules, did not do his job. Yeah, but unfortunately in football, it's not about what Cam Newton does off the field. I think for the Patriots, it's also what Mac Jones does on the field. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about Cam Newton not showing up for five days. I don't believe he slammed the door. I just believe he left it open, slightly cracked. Mm-hmm. And Mac Jones has to walk through it and slam it himself. It just depends on how much he knows the playbook. We know how complicated this playbook can be. We've seen veterans come from different teams and struggle to grasp it. We're talking about a rookie quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He is smart. Alabama, we know all that. His resume is strong. But how much of that playbook can they open up week one? If you're talking about how much Cam Newton knows versus Mac Jones, I don't know who knows the playbook more, but I would assume because Cam Newton has been there for a year and some change, he might have a little bit more of a grasp. Now, week three of the preseason, mm-hmm. Mac Jones comes in, he does what they've been saying he's doing at practice and lights it up on the field, then yes, we can absolutely say Mac Jones should be starting week one. But let's not forget, Bill Belichick likes a quarterback where he can open things up. Mm-hmm. The very basic vanilla offense that they're running in preseason is not going to win you games in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So if that is indeed the case, mm-hmm. Cam Newton still has a chance to be the starter. It just depends on what Mac Jones does this week and how much of that playbook he really knows. It's so interesting because I feel like, you know, Bill Belichick is comfortable rolling him out there. We haven't seen this before. It's a first-rounder going in there. He's polished. He's ready to go. And if it is, I mean, I said it all offseason, this offense is built for Cam. This is for Cam. Cam's a starter. And now I've completely flipped. I mean, what better situation can Mac Jones walk into than a, a, a defense that should be back to top five mm-hmm. in the National Football League. A vaunted run game, so vaunted that you were able to dish away your first-round pick of several years ago mm-hmm. in Sony Michelle because you have so much depth. We've seen him do it. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady, of course. He's not, you know, but we've seen him take an inexperienced but good quarterback that's got talent and cerebral ability and mold him into something. We've seen it happen before. I'm not saying they're going to go win the Super Bowl with him. But the comparisons were drawn between Tom Brady and uh, and Mac and Cheese way before he was even drafted. It was mm. the sort of comparisons were being drawn to, to them. So it's really super interesting. Do you think Bill's comfortable 
like trotting out a rookie. Maybe. I, I've said it. My thing is, is he, Bill Belichick hates rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. Loves playing against them. Doesn't want to play them. So, but maybe I don't think he's comfortable with a quarterback who is at risk of COVID. Yeah. Suspensions even less so. I don't know what's going on Sunday night with who plays and where and how much. Is it right. Cam? Is it Hoyer? Is it anything? But, Nate, I would love your thoughts on this as a player, as a teammate. Cam's inability to A, get vaccinated, B, abide by the mm. rules for not getting vaccinated. If you're someone who's a veteran in this locker room who is vaccinated, is follow the rules, is like, how are we going to trust this guy going into the season? Like, that's our leader? Well, Cam's not the only player in the NFL that isn't getting vaccinated. No, Let's he's not. But he's the starting quarterback, and he just is this sitting is down right now because he didn't. This is true. And we know a handful of quarterbacks that won't speak on whether they're getting vaccinated sure. or not. So Some that I, will. I, and I, I bring that up because... If I'm on that team, I'm just speaking about the perspective of teams that are in position to win week one. I think if Cam Newton showed up in that building and he was the best quarterback for the job, I think the vaccination conversation will be put on the back burner. Winning week one will be at the at the front of everybody's mind. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it takes precedence over the vaccination conversation. I'm just saying if Cam walks in and they say he knows a playbook better than Mac Jones, hey, Cam, help us win week one. We'll talk about COVID after mm -hmm. this. That's how I feel about the team. I don't think they're going to look at him and say, hmm, can he get us down the field in the fourth quarter in a two-minute mm -hmm. drill? Mm -hmm. Because he didn't. No, I don't think so. Mm. I think it's a thin margin, and it's almost thinner edge for these players who aren't vaccinated because we're seeing here beliefs are not, politi political thoughts are not. Right. The NFL and the NFLPA made it so hard. Yeah, it's that. It's that's what it is. And they so, made it clear and they on made, the protocols. And so if you're going to say no, you got to really feel confident that, okay, but I am irreplaceable regardless. And some quarterbacks mm -hmm. are that guy. And you have to I follow the protocols step by step. I don't know if Cam Newton's that guy where it's, hey, I am so good that they can't, they can't mess with me even with those if I've got to take time away. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it might be Mac Jones's job. I just really quickly before Mac Jones was so good in college last year, and he was so good. I just wanted to show the stats because we showed him all offseason in the draft. But, like, this might be the greatest college football season we've ever seen out of a quarterback, just statistically. Completed that many passes, close to 80% of his passes, mm -hmm. threw for 4,500 yards. So, like, this isn't necessarily we're rolling out the ball with a guy who hasn't been in big games or hasn't had the opportunity or hasn't played for mm -hmm. big teams. I feel like this is the, the one prospect maybe, aside from Trevor Lawrence, in this draft class where Belichick might say, all right, at the very least, this guy's been in the fire and can play in it. Like, he can handle himself week one, even though they got him fifth out of those top five picks. I mean, he's never started a rookie. Why do you think he's not come, like, come, why does he, like, I know he's like, he likes facing rookies, mm -hmm. but he's not going to be facing Mac Jones when he's out there. What, what, Belichick's never been in this situation. I think before. he has really strong takes on the inefficiencies of rookies okay. and how to attack them, and I think he yeah. knows other coaches do. I, I have to say, like, Cam's back today. I don't know who takes the reps. Mm. I don't know who goes with the first team. Like, Cam's on the field. Yeah. And so when it's like, all right, here we go, number ones, I, I think it's Cam, but and, I, I don't know. And not to mention, last year at this time, Cam Newton started off the first couple of weeks of the NFL on season. On fire. Kyle said it. Wrong. And he it's looked like, amazing last time we saw him on the field. Mm -hmm. And I know, I know I'm, I'm fascinated with this whole dual quarterback situation. Oh, boy. Right. Here we go. If Mac Jones <laughs> is indeed your starter and Cam Newton put up 10-plus rushing touchdowns yeah, yeah. last year, 
Do you see them? Patriots, Saints, Super Bowl, Nate. Dual <laughs> quarterbacks versus dual quarterbacks, baby. Four quarterbacks. All right, so I've got five touchdowns for Tim Tebow. Yeah. Straight, or Chase Young yep. breaking straight. If he makes the team. So the I'm writing this in lip liner so it counts. And what was it just now? Dual quarterback <laughs> yes, situation? For the in past. Sam Newton comes in, in inside the five-yard line to run the RPO. Okay, okay. perfect. I want an Aaron Rodgers-Jordan Love dual quarterback situation, too. I'm in that. I appreciate that. Uh, and we'll have plenty more quarterback talk coming up next on Good Morning Football. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Happy to bring you your headlines on the Thursday time for a training camp spotlight. Let's start with news out of Dallas from our very own Jane Slater. Jane. A lot of speculation about Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott and whether he's going to be ready for week one when the Cowboys travel to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Some encouraging news out of Frisco as we were able to see Prescott participating for the first time in team drills. He started off with his first throw in seven on seven with one of the more encouraging signs, throwing the ball across his body. So using all of the movement there in that shoulder didn't show any problems. He continued on and had two impressive throws to his tight ends, Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin. And if you need further proof, there was his running back Ezekiel Elliott after practice who said the balls had a bit of a pop. All right, quarterback news. Get your quarterback news here. Let's start with this guy, Joe Burrow. Here's the news. We are hearing that he is going to play limited snaps in the Bengals preseason finale. That according to his head coach, Zach Taylor. The Dolphins, uh, that's who they play. Uh, yeah, they're playing the Dolphins. Burrow's been recovering from season-ending knee surgery. Other quarterback news takes us to New York. Joe Judd says Daniel Jones will play against the Patriots in a game that you can watch right here, by the way, on NFL Network. That one at 6 p.m. Eastern. Interessante to Denver. We go. The Broncos officially announced Teddy Bridgewater will be the team's starting quarterback this season, beating out Drew Locke. They play the Rams guys Saturday in their preseason finale. That's right, just three preseason games. It's the last one coming up tomorrow night, kicking off. And in Jacksonville, Urban Meyer confirmed what we've all been thinking. First overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, will start regular season week one against the Texans. There's the quarterback news, guys, as it stands here on the Thursday. What stands out to y'all the most? Look at that Patriots-Giants game. I think it's the most important preseason game of the year and the entire <laughs> schedule. I really, It's massive because now the New England stuff just got really interesting with Mac and Cam and all of that. But this is a big night for Daniel Jones, too, over on the Giants' side. We're, we're all very nostalgic this week as it's Nate's last week, and I'm thinking back to for years in the middle of our table here, we would have a pile of newspapers, and sometimes we'd yeah. hold them up, and Peter would read whatever oh, column he's reading, and we would hold up the headline. Those headline writers are ready for Sunday night because we haven't seen Daniel Jones play football since last season, which is actually shocking because I thought Joe Judge would be more of a get him out there every snap of every game type of guy, but we haven't. And um, Giants versus Bill Belichick is a very loaded thing in this media market, and there's a lot of history there, and it's Eli, and it's Brady. But, uh, man, we got to have a Daniel Jones show right here. we got to have a few completions. we got to have a few nice plays. I, I understand he's going to be out there for a legitimate amount of time. If this guy fumbles, heaven forbid, if he throws a pick six, lightning bolts. Because, <laughs> guys, I just want to say it again. 
They open against Denver, which is a hellacious pass rush. Then they go to Washington, a hellacious pass rush. So hold on to the ball, get some plays down. I understand Daniel Jones was good against the Pats in practice this week. Sunday night, all eyes are on that, dude. It's been a while. We got to gotta have something. Yeah. Uh, the Trevor Lawrence news was almost a uh, formality. We knew he was going to be the number one. But I, I got to think, Kyle, you hit something yesterday. that. Yeah. I What's that make of Minshew? Because I think of all the backups in the league, Minshew might be the most capable and the best one out there. And I mean that sincerely. This guy can ball. And he's at a very, very reasonable price tag. And there are quarterback situations across the league for contending teams that might not have an ideal backup. And there are teams that might not feel like their starter is necessarily a sure thing for 17 weeks to take us somewhere. I wonder what the Lawrence news, solidifying that Minshew is not going to be starting... Whether there is a market for Minshew, I wouldn't be shocked in the next couple of weeks if we do hear his name pop up a few times. We already have uh, on this show, Kyle, you mentioning it, but like I look at some of these quarterback situations where like, I think we're going with this guy. Minshew might be a really good contender and can come into any team and elevate the mm. locker room. He's more than just the jean shorts and the mustache. That guy is a starting quarterback in the league. Now that Trevor Lawrence is the anointed one and it's going to be his team, does Minshew have a market? Can you get a fourth or third or fifth round pick for him? Peter, how about trading him for an offensive lineman? Exactly right. Let's protect him. Let's protect this guy. Find a lineman. Or even a young draft pick in the third or fourth, fifth round. Whatever it is, I think Minshew will have a market, and he might be shipped. Who knows? Did you hear uh, Minshew and how he prepared for the number two spot? Yes. And saying that he uh, refused to go number two? Yeah. Why are you looking at me? No, just... I saw it. It was reports out there, and my son, I was like... There's no way that's real. I guess Gardner Minshew said he was so excited about competing for the number one spot that... He was constipated, I guess. Yeah. That's what he was. You were there. Right? He refused to be a number two. It was a funny line, and it, apparently, unfortunately, now he is. Though. Yeah, and now he so is. Um, speaking of number two, <laughs> speaking of number two, Drew Locke, uh, he is a number two now, mm. um, and, and that that battle for the number one spot in Denver was very interesting because Teddy Bridgewater, who was looked at as a bridge quarterback for majority of his career, went out there and earned it outright. It was an open competition. And Teddy earned it. So I'm, I'm really excited about this Broncos offense. I feel like low-key, this could be one of the most slept-on offenses. Now Teddy Bridgewater, who is pushing the ball downfield, he is no fan at tight end, who led the team with 62 receptions, who is just scratching the surface. I, I'm telling you, this dude is going to be an absolute mm. monster. Cortland Sutton bouncing back from that yeah. ACL. You guys remember how good he was when he oh. put up 1,000 yards? And then Jerry Judy. He is a true speedster, and he's a speedster that can catch the ball. So keep your eye on those three guys. We have Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, and Jerry Judy. Teddy Bridgewater, we might see a new Teddy Bridgewater, not just a micromanager that he's been tagged with for so long, but a guy that can really be, be at the helm of an explosive offense. And I like how Drew Locke handled himself in the media yesterday when talking about it. Jerry Judy on Traeger's list. Yeah, he was players. number three on my breakout players list. Just real quick before, Kay, you, you, you jump in with yours. Is this an indictment on Drew Locke, or is this a pat in the back for Teddy Bridgewater? I saw it as this was Drew Locke's job the whole way through, and then Teddy Bridgewater kind of shows up late and then takes it. I, I don't know. It can't be good for Drew Locke. Yeah, if they said that it was Drew Locke's job to lose, then I would say it was an indictment on him. But because at the very beginning, they said it was an open competition, yeah. and Teddy earned it. I'd just say the best man won. Fangio did say that he has no doubt that Drew Locke can be a starter mm-hmm. somewhere in the league for one of the 32 teams, not Denver, at least not to start 2021. Triggs, what do you think of Burrow? Burrow, we, I brought up Dak 
Coming off a serious injury, I want to see him get his feet wet a little before he faces Tampa Bay. Burrow getting some looks. He'll have limited action against the Dolphins. Do we like that he's going to get his feet wet? Again, the same way I felt about Mahomes and Roethlisberger playing, he needs to be in front of that offensive line has changed a little bit. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's good. Just get some comfort level and see. But like a drive? What are we looking for here? I, I think what one drive, snap? maybe okay. one pass attempt. But okay. to your point, Kay, like every one team, pass. every team's <laughs> philosophically different and. Whereas Justin Herbert and Matt Stafford won't touch the field because, God forbid, they get hurt and that's how their coaches feel. Yeah. They're trotting out Burrow. They're like, if it's not now, might as well be week one or, or might as well get him in there now. What do you, so. th what do you think? couple reps? I, you'll know when you have it. If you have a three and out, you put him back out there. If he has a nice drive, a few completions, you know, get him out. But he also hasn't played in 10 months. He's different than Herbert. You know, it's been longer. I would, yeah. I would briefly. Do you want to see him out there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, but I just want to Dak. see him throwing the ball a little bit. I don't get the difference. Why not Dak? I don't, what is <laughs> Dax lives on a different planet. I don't know yeah. what's going on with Dak. Okay. I have no idea. Actually, <laughs> we won't bring up Justin Fields to you this morning. No. Not quite yet, Kyle. Yeah. That's coming up. We won't get your blood pressure up uh, and above where it needs to be. I don't need Instead. a call from your doctor in the commercial break. It's Nate's last week at the old breakfast table, so we, we've been keeping him on his toes, keeping him nostalgic here, uh, surprising him any which way, any chance we get. Well, it's time for one of those surprises. Joining us right now, one of our favorite guests. She is a Grammy winner, Oscar winner, most importantly, a diehard Chiefs fan. Please welcome Chiefs. back to the show. It wouldn't be the end of an era without her. I only do this What's for up, you. I'm Melissa? riding on my tour. I'm on my tour bus. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you so much for joining the show. You're the best. Oh, miss you. You're going you're gonna to do mm -hmm. great. This is, gonna, this is awesome for you. So cool. <laughs> thank you. So Melissa, cool. I even wrote a, you. Such what? a champion. Oh, you wrote a song? <laughs> Let's go. A may, maybe a little song. Okay. I only had, like, a little time, and it's early in the morning, and the rest of the bus is asleep. <laughs> oh, Go for it. Are you re are you ready? Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Cool. Goodbye, Nate. We're gonna miss you. Gonna miss your football sense and your smile. Goodbye, Nate. I'm gonna miss you. Especially your hair and, of course, your style. <laughs> well, you always had a kind word, and when it's in the bag, you taught me so much football, you gave us toe drag swag. CBS ain't yeah! no fools. You're going to make Gail King really cool. <laughs> I really like your knowledge and your beliefs. Sometimes you even rooted for the Chiefs, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, Nate, we're going to miss you. Especially your sense of your smile. Goodbye, Nate, we're going to miss you. Ah, you're going to be gone, but not in our hearts and our minds. Thank you so much. Go. That was amazing. Yes. 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 I'd, I'd have done a more so rocking, rocking, rocking tune, but uh, like I said, everybody's asleep. So. <laughs> I like that vibe. That's my vibe, Melissa. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. Okay. That All was right. awesome. Oh. 
Melissa's been a part of our show. Yeah. She drops by and visits at least once a year. You are part of the fabric of what this was. What are your first impressions, Melissa, of Nate when this show started in 2016? Uh, he was like the, the, he was like for real. He's the guy who really played and he's the guy who really knew what was going on. <laughs> and he's kind of like the, the guy who, um, you, you know, who kind of kept you all on the, on the road, it seemed, mm-hmm. you know, kept you for real. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Melissa, you know what the journey's like. You uh, were playing gigs at Vermes Bar in Pasadena years and years ago, <laughs> all the way from Vermes to the Grammys, all right? Nate's making a journey now. He's going to the CBS Arena from our cool little rock bar here. What advice do you have for Nate as he makes that Ooh. step? You know what? I would tell him to just enjoy the journey. I would say uh, it's never a destination. You know, you, you just... Just enjoy every day as you're getting there and and say yes a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, I say yes to you every time that you come <laughs> on the show. Thank you so much for coming on today. You are a part of our show. You are not a guest. You are a family member. Um, and I want to hear more about your new album, okay. One Way Out. Tell us a little bit more about the, the series of songs you've written almost 30 years oh, ago, sh- but never made the cut until now. That's exactly what it is. It's a uh, it's um, a collection of songs that I had uh, written back in the late '80s, early '90s. Didn't didn't put it on an album. And um, some of these songs, it was some of them was just like they were too they were too strong at the time. I mean, sometimes people forget kind of how it was like back in the late '80s and early '90s. But um, now I feel like. Uh, I can I can do these songs now. It comes out September 16th, thank, or 17th. Thank you for uh, talking. It's called One Way Out. Yeah. One Way Out. Well, listen, there's only one way to do it with you, and that's to have a good time like we always do. Melissa, thank you so much. <laughs> that was incredible. You're, You're the, the best. best. Thank you, Melissa. Oh, thank you, guys. Legend. Go Chiefs. Come on. Go Chiefs! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got their third preseason game tomorrow on NFL Network up against the Vikings. That one kicking that off. Awesome, guys. Yeah, That's seven cool. games. Peg Bundy, I think, is coming on later. Oh, <laughs> <snap>. <laughs> <laughs> More good morning football on the way. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Melissa Etheridge stopped by the program. We had Randy Moss on the program yesterday. That's right. The white whale, Calvin Johnson, still waiting for him. But we've got Will Selva out there on the West Coast yep. to keep us company in the meantime. Absolutely. You guys were also going over Nate-isms from years past. And I also remember him telling Kyle that you're nuttier than a squirrel turd at one point in time. Yep. For some reason, <laughs> that still sticks in my brain. It's but yeah. the things that I remember... From it's you, true. Nate. You've dropped some gems, yeah, Walter Cronkite my friend. Walter Cronkite just rolled over in his grave. <laughs> I, 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 that's an unbelievable moment. <laughs> <laughs> Edward a few Armuro, times. <laughs> the CBS Broadcast Center it. looks up. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
Yes. Good night. Good luck. Thanks, buddy. Uh, either way, let's get to uh, what's happening around the NFL. A few quarterback battles playing out around the NFL, but a couple of them. Well, they became a little bit clearer, a little bit more in focus, especially down in Jacksonville, where it was more of a formality as Trevor Lawrence was officially named the starter for the Jags in their season opener against the Texans. The top overall pick in this year's draft, holding off the challenge by Garner Minshew, Lawrence spoke about leading the way in Duval. I'm really excited for the opportunity. Uh, it doesn't really change anything, though. Still got the same task in front of us. Got to get a lot better um, individually as a team, as an offense. So just looking forward to going to work this week. You know, it brings some clarity, which is nice going forward, but it really doesn't change much. But, yeah, I'm really excited for the opportunity. Grateful for it. In Pittsburgh, we know Ben Roethlisberger is the starter, but who will be his backup is still TBD. One of those up for the job is Dwayne Haskins, who will get the start in the Steelers' preseason finale against the Panthers. Neither Roethlisberger or Mason Rudolph will play in this one, so it's Haskins' time to shine. And the Seahawks? And also Wednesday, the former head coach Mike Holmgren, as well as former quarterback Matt Hasselbeck, will be inducted into the team's ring of honor during games this season. They'll be the 13th and 14th members to receive the honor. Of course, Hasselbeck was Nate's quarterback during his four years in Seattle. Holmgren was his coach for three of those years as well. So Nate deserves to be the 15th member in their ring of honor. And if he gets in there, tchotchkes for everybody. Tchotchkes for everybody, Nate. Tchotchkes. Yes. Yes. That was great. Nailed it. Everybody. Tchotchkes. Yes. There you go. Yes. Give him a Kinnahara. You're a little brother. What? (laughs) Kyle Shanahan, let's talk about him. He loves him, Nate. Of course. Yeah. He's been careful not to reveal too, too much when it comes to his QB situation. Of course, the media is going to keep asking and needling him. So as we approach the final preseason game, Coach Shanahan, who's going to start week one, bud? Um, I got a pretty good idea. But as you guys can see with everything, I don't, I'm not a big, I don't know our schedule a couple of days from now. Um, so I got a, I've always had a pretty good idea. Um, but, you know, there's lots of days between now and then. Kyle said he had a pretty good idea he'd be the starting quarterback in week one. Do you have a pretty good idea? Oh, uh, yeah, I have a pretty good idea. Okay. <laughs> you're smiling about it. That must mean something, right? Uh, it's whatever he decides, yeah. I'll, uh, <laughs> I, I, I have a pretty good idea. I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now and everything. And, just the offense as a whole. Uh, but yeah, Kyle's the head man. He'll make a call. So Jimmy might have tipped us off a little bit with that smile of his. The question is, should Jimmy Garoppolo be the Niners starter week one? Right? Yeah. See, the tricky thing about veteran quarterbacks um, battling a young QB is that we don't know how much of the playbook the young QB knows. You know, we were talking about Mac Jones um, last hour, and I don't know how much of a grasp he has on the playbook. Same thing with Trey Lance. As good as he looked, and trust me, he did look good after throwing that interception. It gets you excited. But can Kyle Shanahan open up his complete playbook to Trey Lance? I don't think so right now. So if that is indeed the case, yeah, start Jimmy G. But I say start Jimmy G with a short leash, and I do believe that's going to be the case. Once Jimmy G goes out there, if he's flawless and he plays well, he will be your starter the entire year, which is great for Trey Lance. Get to sit on the sideline and learn about the game from bird's eye view. But if Jimmy G has one of those games where they struggle, defense plays well, he throws a pick or two, and they lose because the offense is inept, mm-hmm. Trey Lance is going in, and much sooner than expected. So it's Jimmy G starting week one, 
with a short lease, Trey Lance mm. to come in. This is so weird. Like, we all know. <laughs> Shanahan knows. Garoppolo knows. He's sitting there beaming from ear to ear about, yeah, Jimmy's going to start. But they just don't want to say it. I think Shanahan loves messing with the media a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like, I think, you know, Rodgers loved it all summer, like just toying with people. And I think Shanahan's having a ball up there just messing with him. But I, I still think that by week seven that Trey Lance will be starting because I've said this a million times. Kyle Shanahan can't resist the talent. He's spent too much on him. There's a couple fat home games in there. They play the Packers and they play the Seahawks back to back. I feel like that is the Jimmy defining point. You win both those games. You play well. Maybe you do ride it out the whole season. It's just... Um, you ever get a, 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 some give you a gift card and it's just like free money and it's, it burns a hole in your pocket and you're like, yep. I, I just want to spend this on anything. I can't sit on this. I'm going to go out and spend it on some dumb stuff at the bait and tackle store just because it's free. I feel like that Trey Lance is the gift card in Kyle Shanahan's pocket and he's not going to let it just sit there for a whole season. Week seven, I'm still standing by it, but Jimmy looks great. He does. Oh, and I mean physically, he, he looks great. Not on the field. I'm talking about how hot he is. You understand what I'm saying? I understand. Okay, good. Picking up those clues. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, very sexy man. He is very good looking. Um, Kyle, I, relax. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> They've got the best of both worlds here because you could clearly tell that Jimmy's comfortable. I think Jimmy is like carefree Jimmy this year. The fact that he wasn't like, oh, I'm going to just play by Kyle's rules and <laughs> go up there and be like, I don't know who the starter is. Like, okay, yeah, okay. Ha, ha, ha. Like, uh -huh. I'm good. It's the same way he was using expletives at, his, at the opening press conference when they were talking to him. He's like, sorry. They're like, did Jimmy just curse? And like, yeah, Jimmy oh. curse. Jimmy's on one right now. Jimmy's on one because he's got at least this year to show the rest of the league or the Niners organization, this job is mine. And if it's not this job, I'm going to make some money somewhere else. I am a starter. I am one of the 32. Uh, the, the, the feeling here is that Trey Lance will eventually be the starter. Kyle, I, differ, I disagree. I don't think it's there's this crucible of those games against it. I think it's going to still be Jimmy through the majority of this season, and it might be the entire season, but I do think we're going to see Trey Lance a lot. And it is a luxury to have that because you could bring Trey Lance in and give him five, six, seven, eight snaps. If you set that table now, I don't think Jimmy G is going to be upset and be like, I'm not coming off the field. Mm. No, that's what it is. You're what, the starter. Using his mobility, that type of stuff? Why would you using him out of the pocket, using okay. him to, to just keep – Defensive coordinators up at night. Like, I can't stress this enough. He will get there, but did not play other than one throwaway game against Coastal Carolina last year. Did not play a college football game last year. Only played limited games at, at North Dakota State. And then in high school was not one of these decorated five-star guys. He was a Minnesota product that was not one of those guys. And he played in a run offense. So, like, it's a lot. It's going to be a lot. It might not be the full kitchen sink right away for mm. Trey Lance. So you're going to see him in snaps, but like I think it's Jimmy's team. Does mm. the experience thing not hit you at all? Which the Just, Trey Lance? Yeah. That's, the, that's the Trey Lance thing. It's, mm -hmm. he doesn't have, so you saying you'll be out there week seven is it an indictment on Jimmy? Because mm -hmm. you think Jimmy's going to struggle. I think, no, I think he'll be fine. And that's the problem. I've said this before. I think Jimmy is good. Sometimes very good, but he's limited. Yeah. He's limited to how good he can be. I think Shanahan has seen those limits. I don't think he wants to see them again. I think that's why we're moving on. I don't think Kyle Shanahan's the kind of guy who's like, Lance will get... No, I think he drafted Trey Lance. Like experience doesn't hit you in that, in that like, decision? It does, but the talent, I think, trumps it. And the mm. I think that, you know, he went into New Orleans a couple years ago, Jimmy, and... It was great. It, it was not going to be great. one of these, hey, we're only going to throw the ball six times. Mm -hmm. they, I think they won 38-35. He threw the ball all over the yard. I think he's got that in him if he has to have it. I feel like because they went and got Trey Lance in the draft, everyone's immediately dismissing that Garoppolo could win football games. He's been really good for them, really good for them over the mm -hmm. years. And I think they know that, but they also know that Lance is the future. You can mix that somehow. Why did they draft Trey then? Like, why? If he goes he's to New Orleans a, well, and wins, ride that guy. Well, he, he's he's the future, and he's cheaper for the yeah, foreseeable for sure. future. But Strikes, to your point, Jimmy is literally 
literally playing with house money. I think so. It's just it, like it doesn't get up into his head mentally of like yeah. ever coming out. You got to pay me regardless, mm-hmm. and, and I'm making a ton of money. I know that I'm a winner. I've made it to a a Super Bowl before, so like, what's the worst that can happen? I don't play well, and I'm still uh, mm-hmm. a hundred million dollar quarterback mm-hmm. in this league, and will most likely get a job after Trey Lance takes over. Like he, he's in a different space, and you can tell. Last year, I felt like Jimmy was crumbling under the criticism that the world was throwing his way. And rightfully so. There was times where he just didn't play well. Now he's like, I can care less about the mm-hmm. criticism. Let me go out there and play free. We might see a better Jimmy G than we've ever seen before. Are we going to see this team in the Super Bowl? Because it looks like this is like the best thing that's ever happened. You get to work in this tremendously talented threat of a rookie in packages until he's ready to take over. Mm-hmm. And it's Jimmy's job, who's a proven winner with a 26-9 and record, who's been to the Super Bowls, won a Super Bowl with a different team. On this, like, are we sleeping on this as a Super Bowl contender? That division's tough. That division's tough. tough. Oh, you ain't lying. The Rams are good. Two years ago, when Jimmy was healthy, they won not only that division, yeah. but their entire conference. And if Jimmy can't get it done, you put in Trey Lance. It's a pretty good situation, yeah, Kyle Shanahan. Conference is tough, man. Cool <laughs> Forget the division. Uh, no announcement yet in San Francisco. We did get one down in Jacksonville, though. Urban Meyer did make it official yesterday. Trevor Lawrence is the week one starter for the Jags. And in Denver, head coach Vic Fangio made an announcement. Teddy Bridgewater. Getting the nod mm. over Drew Locke week one. Teddy traded to the Broncos. That happened back in April. Now he'll be under center to start the regular season. Now that we know the quarterback situations, what needs to happen here? Let's just stick with Denver. What needs to happen for Denver to make the playoffs? Speaking of tough divisions. Uh, yeah, speaking of divisions, uh, I would say second in your division, like, let, let's, let's make that leap. You know, let's not be at the bottom of the barrel in your own division. And then let's split games on the road. You know, try to win half your games on the road. That way you're in contention. You're in the hunt. But then on top of that, like, have a legit explosive offense. Lean on the pass game. We just talked about their pass catchers, and they got a ton of them. Noah Fant, I believe, is going to be a fantastic tight end in this league. I mean, he's just scratching service. Six two catches, and you're leading your team. Mm-hmm. And then you have a speedster like Jerry Julie, Court Sutton back. And then you have a host of host of wide receivers, not to mention the running back room is solid. So if Teddy Bridgewater takes that micromanager tag and title that people have been giving him from years, ball it up and throw it in the trash and say, you know what? I'm going to play as free as possible. Mm-hmm. And he's another guy. He might not be playing with house money, but he understands that Drew Locke is sitting behind him. So why not just let it fly? Like Teddy let it rip like never before. You think Teddy can let it rip like never before? This could be the most talented roster he's ever played with. Does he have to do that, that or does he have to just be capable? I don't want him to micromanage. And in that division, you shouldn't. you got to be the Chiefs. you got to be the Chiefs. And also, you got to be better than explosive Herbert in the Chargers. So you can't micromanage in this division. You better go out there and be as explosive as your competition. There's one beacon of hope for Broncos fans right now. I, I have almost no memories of the Teddy Bridgewater Panthers. They just didn't really resonate. The Panthers played the AFC West last year. They played the Chiefs, and I, I don't recall Teddy's performance in this game, so I had to go back. Teddy was unbelievable against Kansas City. It was the best games of his career. I don't remember that. He had over 300 yards. He threw for two. He ran for West Peter. McCaffrey had like 200 yards of offense in yes. one game back, and then Joey Sly kicked the a field goal right late in the game. Yeah. missed it. But like, 33 to 31 yeah. in Arrowhead. So, Broncos fans, this is your guy right now going up and down the field against the, the Honey Badger and that defensive front and everything. Like, there, there is a shot here. This game is a big, big, big deal. The answer is like everything, like the whole league. Beat the Chiefs, and then we'll talk about you. Beat the Chiefs, and then we'll talk about you. I actually disagree with you, Nate. I think that they went with Teddy Bridgewater because they know that he's dependable, reliable, and don't air it out. I hey, feel like ball. that this is the deal where it's like, we might have a really, really good defense this year. We don't need a quarterback throwing interceptions and putting us in a bad spot. Uh, Look at this defensive backfield that the Broncos are going to be trotting out on the field this season. I think it might be the best room in the entire league. Those are three guys who could all be 
cornerback ones in the league uh-huh. with Sertan coming on. Fuller. Kareem Jackson is a great, yeah. great defensive back. And Justin Simmons might be the best free safety in football, especially if you ask the folks up there in Denver where they love him. So you have that. And gosh, Vic Fangio is a defensive-oriented coach. Don't you think he would love to see yep. defense lead the way and maybe defense be it? Do you know the last time Bradley Chubb and Von Miller played a football game together? It was all the way back week four, not last year, 2019. Mm. That is so long ago. Of course, Chubb got hurt in 2019, and Von Miller missed all of last year. This this unit, I mean, when they were together in 2018, I know it feels like it's black and white football. It goes back so long. They combined for 27 sacks. So you put together that defensive backfield, and you've got Chubb and Miller, potentially healthy, like they're saying, a Vic Fangio coach defense. Teddy, don't screw it up. Like, don't screw it up. I don't know if Drew Locke was going to be able to go through a season and be able to just do enough without doing too much. I know Teddy Bridgewater's a veteran. Like, I feel like they do that. They let the defense lead the way. They could be in the playoffs. They could be in the top seven in the AFC. Defense, run game, I totally agree with you. Is it enough to take out the Chiefs, though? You keep, you keep barking Chiefs over there. That's the way of this league these days, beat yeah. the Chiefs. I, I don't know. It's Listen, Steady the Von shit. Miller thing is one of these guys that's getting some vibe for, like, comeback player of the year. The, the Chubb, Chubb and Von thing is incredible. And I think it's – we're starting to stumble upon the truth here. I think it's true. Drew Locke is one of these, like, low-level gunslinger types, and that's not the kind of team they want to have. The question is, I would say, does Denver have enough offensive firepower to beat Fair. Kansas City and, and, and L.A. too? So we'll see. Probably the best roster since Peyton was there. Let's yeah. see if Teddy can just keep it steady. Steady the ship. Steady and Bridgewater. Take yourself to, yeah, Steady Bridgewater. That's correct. Next guest becoming one of the best kickers in the game today, Falcons kicker Youngway Koo joining the breakfast table up next. All right, we'd like to welcome back to the show a very special guest. Uh, last season, he led the entire league in field goals. His impressive season helped him to be named a pro bowler and a first-team all-pro for the first time in his career. Out of Georgia Southern by way of Seoul, South Korea, okay. and also Ridgewood High School. Hey. And if you don't know, now you know it wasn't just special hey. teams on defense. He also had six interceptions Word. his senior year and was named team MVP. Jersey. So you know he got skills to pay the bills. Please welcome to the virtual breakfast table, the Falcons kicker, Young Way. That's a hell of an intro. I appreciate that. It's good to be here. <laughs> Of course, man. I got some roots in Ridgewood, man. And everybody throws your name around, so I got to make sure that I give them a shout-out. <laughs> now, um, you re-signed with your team a one-year contract extension this offseason. How excited are you that you get to spend another year in Atlanta? Man, I'm, I'm grateful to be back here. Um, I'm really excited to be a part of this team with uh, Coach Smith and everybody. So I'm looking forward to this upcoming season. Looking back at your 2020 season, Youngway, you were named a Pro Bowler, a first-team All-Pro. Congrats on the success. What do you feel you still have to prove this season? Um, Everything. Um, I mean, I remember when I first got in the league, I had a coach say this to us pretty much every day, and it kind of stuck with me. Um, He said, it doesn't matter what you did or didn't do before you got here. Uh, It matters what you do now. And um, that stuck with me, and I think that's kind of the mindset that I'll have um, until I'm done playing. Yeah, we've been talking about the NFL all offseason, and the Atlanta Falcons are one of those teams that we hit. We're like, are they going to be good? Are they going to take a step back? They lose Julio, but they still have Ridley. They add Pitts. They've got this guy on special teams. You've been there now about a month. You're in the building. Arthur Smith has a whole new vibe going. How are the Atlanta Falcons looking as we are now a couple weeks away from the start of the NFL season? Man, I mean, I think, you know, 
throughout my career, I, what I learned is that it's the NFL. I mean, there's talent everywhere, and anybody can be, you know, be beat any given Sunday. So um, I'm looking really, I'm really looking forward to this season, and it's going to be re- a lot of fun. So um, we'll see what happens. We can't wait to see what happens. Anyway, a lot of people think that social media is evil, and sometimes it is. But there's also silver linings. Back in July, we saw you make an interesting plea to your followers on Instagram. Now, unfortunately, your car got stolen. Mm. And yet, you seemed more concerned with the contents of your car than the car itself. Those contents being your cleats. And Youngway, you posted on IG, I won't even be mad, bro. Just bring all my cleats back so I can go kick. So tell us what happened. Did you get everything back? How does this caper end? Caper. <laughs> yeah, so um, I didn't get anything back. I didn't hear anything back from anybody. <laughs> um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I was, I was at a hotel getting ready for a training camp, so I had my car, you know, packed with all the cleats, footballs, everything you can imagine, uh-huh. and... Um, when it was when it was stolen, obviously, you know, it sucks to have a car stolen. But at the time, I was so um, focused on getting my mind right for camp that I just had to uh, tell myself, it's like, hey, it is what it is. The car's gone, you know, just uh, get new cleats, you know, and just move on and get ready for the camp. That's terrible. That's a terrible story. We got any promising leads or anything? Maybe an investigation? Yeah. yeah um, I think all, all I was told was uh, we'll be in touch, and I never got a call. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> man, if I see somebody walking around with your cleats on at the mall, I'm going to run up on them, man. I got your back. Man. Hey, Jersey hey, guy lets this happen? That. I mean, I, it's like... Hey, I know. That's what I'm saying, man. It's, it's real out here in these streets. <laughs> Don't they yeah, have toe jack for the cleats? <laughs> to- toe jack swag? All right, here we go. So, listen, um, we, we know that your legs got the strength, okay? But your new head coach is paying attention to another part of your body. Earlier this offseason, Arthur Smith joked that you don't have the biggest arms for a kicker in the NFC South. He says that title belongs to Panthers kicker Joey Sly. So uh-huh. did you take that as a challenge and kind of get big this offseason? Man, I think I definitely agree with him on that statement. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think uh, I think he's walked into the weight room um, this offseason and it was oh. one of those that, you know, you had a good pump going and you're kind of feeling yourself a little bit, so we just started joking around. But, um, yeah, I don't think I'll take that as a challenge at all. I think I'll just stick to uh, focusing on making kicks. But um, I appreciate him, you know, pushing me on and off the field for sure. You're you're one of the best in the business. You truly are, man. Good luck this season. Kick butt and keep kicking those Some more balls. onside kicks, baby. I like those. Yeah. That's right. Hey, good to be here as always. Appreciate y'all for having me. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.